0: Hey there, it's Craig. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? You just want to hit the brakes at work and yell out, that's not my job. Hey, I've been there and we're going to talk about that on today's show. In fact, that's episode 175, when to say that's not my job. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, I'm Craig Ansell, your host, and you're listening to another episode of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Thanks for being here. We're rolling into episode 175, when to say, that's not my job. Hopefully you heard the intro. And I'll tell you, there's a good reason for today's show. I have to confess, though, almost a 150 episodes ago. Wow, that took my breath away thinking about that. We have so many shows to offer you. Back in episode 27, I think it was, I had a show titled, That's Not My Job, Close-Minded Thinking. So what's going on here? Well, first, let's break down career growth made easy. I'm here to help you grow in your careers from your first-time job all the way up into promotions and anything in between. But let me tell you, back in episode 27, that's not my job, closed-minded thinking, I kind of gave the viewpoints and potential warnings of having a closed-minded thought process. You might want, back in episode 27, you might have wanted to listen to that show at the time and say, what's he talking about there? You know, I have my job title and I do my, do my job tasks, my activities. What could this show be about, Close-Minded Thinking? Well, in fact, I talk about the opportunities that you may be given in that show to do additional tasks, have additional job scopes, and keep an open mindset. Because one of the things about career growth is keeping an open mindset, seeing your point of view, but also from others, so that you can kind of digest it and see it from the way different people view things. But then here we have a contrasting show, when, to say, that's not my job. So what's going on? Well, now that you have some of the backstory, I have to tell you, things are different now. We're shifting gears to the post-COVID job world. With so many companies still needing to hire, many are short-staffed. I have to tell you, part of today's show inspiration came from when I was recently traveling. During these travels, I was in a certain restaurant, and a worker was wearing a bright neon-colored shirt on the back. I asked him to pause so I could read what the message was. And it starts out, we are short-staffed. Please be patient. I thought, wow, that's a really interesting message that restaurant workers have come to that point, and the restaurant owner more than likely endorses them wearing this. So I thought, how amazing that they're willing to get the message out saying they're working, but please be patient with them. But here's the kicker. There was an additional additional message on the shirt. It was a little smaller font. And underneath it, it said, no one wants to work anymore. So the total message, we're short-staffed, please be patient, no one wants to work anymore. Hmm. So thinking back to episode 27 that I mentioned earlier about closed-minded thinking, and now today, post-COVID, there's a stark difference. Hmm. There's a difference of going above and beyond, but also being taken advantage of, and we're going to dive into that with today's show. What are you hearing from your coworkers? What's the vibe at your job? Are there positive discussions, uplifting discussions, a positive environment, Or is it in fact the opposite? Negative, maybe sarcastic, a high stress environment? Just kind of think about where you work. Now, in fact, a couple of my students that have gone through some of my resume and interviewing classes actually have multiple jobs, so they've given me different viewpoints. In job A, I have this environment. In job B, They can't seem to get enough of me and really appreciate me and want me to work more hours, but it conflicts with my school schedule and college. In job C, it's a filler job on weekends. I wish I could work there more, but there's only so much time in the weekend. So, looking at your job situation, are they in positive, uplifting environments, or negative, seemingly sarcastic, or depressing, high-stress environments? But then with regards to what is the expectation there? Is there the constancy of expectation of going above and beyond? That's not so bad, being being pushed, being pulled into new areas, right? But what happens if that expectation is all the time? At first, it could be okay, being pushed, being pulled into new areas, being asked to do more, right? But what happens when it's all the time? This repetitiveness It can wear you down, and that's where it comes time to use the powers of persuasion or negotiation to raise the concern with your staff and your manager. It isn't always a healthy environment when you're pushed to your limits and even beyond, especially when they're on a continuous or full-time basis. It doesn't always mean that these conversations you might need to have with your supervisor or management have to be confrontational. They don't always have to be high friction is what I'll call them. If you pursue the situation in a respectful manner with your manager or team leader, you can get your point across, but also possibly gain some ground protecting your workplate, if you will, or your workload. Now I contrast this with trying to learn new things to broaden your knowledge and your experience base, which I highly recommend. You know, With Career Growth Made Easy, we're always looking for ways to improve, to educate, and gaining experience firsthand is one of the best ways to do that. But today's show isn't about that exactly. It's more about the potential abuse, your potential abuse as a resource. You need to know your limits, and knowing those limits can be a benefit and strength to display during these tough situations. Many of us feel that we can multitask, And to some extent, that's true. But it doesn't mean our efficiency is going to be there with it when we're multitasking. It takes time and brain energy to switch between tasks. This robs our focus. It can be best to handle one main task at a time, then switch when it's completed. Talking about multitasking, you know, that's a good point. I brought up a show from 150 episodes ago about how the mindset shift has changed, right? I wanted, I recommended that you keep an open mindset and not say that's not my job because that would be closed-minded thinking. But in today's show, we're actually giving a warning out when to say that's not my job. So talking about multitasking, we've actually had a change in thought in the work environment as well. It used to be all the rage. One of the buzzwords, one of the key words on your resume was multitasking, or that you were a good multitasker. But things have changed. Studies have come out. Research has been done by doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists. Books uh, have been written by work experts, people on work efficiency, and they've come to find that multitasking, in fact, isn't as great a benefit as it was once thought. So Here again, we have a mindset change. Now, you and I might be sitting here listening to this show saying, Craig, I do multitask, and I multitask really well. That's great if you feel that way, and I'm not here to confront you about that. What I can tell you, though, is some of the recent research that's been done, and in fact, I pointed out to some of it earlier, that it takes energy. It takes calories from your brain to switch gears and then reconnect to a topic. If you've ever thought or made the statement, or heard, where was I now? Just the fact that you switched from one thing to another, maybe in the form of an interruption, a phone call, somebody stopped by your desk or cubicle, you had a virtual meeting, or a note go off, or alarm go off on your phone, even a text message, and then you thought or said to yourself, now where was I? That is a perfect example of what happens when we attempt to multitask, or if we get distracted. Now distractions Maybe they're not form of multitasking, but the point is you stopped one task, then were interrupted or bothered by something else and had to come back to your original task at hand. You didn't plan it that way, but it was an interruption. I'll give you that. So thinking about today's show, when to say that's not my job, the message here is to evaluate your workload. There's nothing wrong with a moderate or, at times, high-stress work environment. I've been in those, and certain times of the year, due to my job function, it is ramped up significantly. I just know that if the high-stress environment were to maintain itself year in and year out, that potentially could lead to health consequences, from such things as high blood pressure to other concerns long-term health risks and concerns. So while I'm not a doctor and I do not offer medical advice, I'm just kind of putting together today's show notes and thinking, with all the job opportunities out there, companies saying they're hiring and they feel they're short-staffed, to this one company that, in fact, has allowed their employees to wear these uh, neon messages on the back of their shirts, no one wants to work anymore. It's just, it caused me pause. And I wanted to get that message out to you, my viewer, because I've also had some recent Career Growth Made Easy students come through, and they talked about the fact that they feel extremely overwhelmed in their job. So I sat down with them to kind of work out the situation and see how they felt, what was going on, what were the potential causes or triggers. And at least in one case, people were given a lot more to do than what their job title and what their task list was. Now, in many jobs, they say, these are your base tasks. Others may be followed or others may be assigned. But it's not the fact that there's just a number of different tasks or different opportunities, different activities to perform. It's how much people are being asked to do and in what period of time. That period of time, I think, should be realistic. Realistic. If you normally have two people doing these jobs, one doing job A and one doing job B, and they ask you to fill in for one of those two jobs because someone's absent, late, or unavailable, you simply can't do the work of two people in the same period of time. That's unrealistic. And that, in fact, was what was happening to this one student of mine. She was performing her original job, duties well, her tasks well. Other people were late to work or simply were no-shows and the management of one store came to them and asked them to do additional work, but do it in the same period of time. Then, believe it or not, as the days went on, there was almost a feeling of a negative environment forming, and that employee told me they were then asked, because the situation repeated itself, another team member wasn't um, available or didn't show for work, they were asked to do that same set of dual activities again, which wouldn't have been a problem because she started gaining experience in this other task area, but she was asked to do it in an even shorter period of time. So now we've got not only one employee working and filling in for a second employee doing two jobs, if you will, but the time that was allowed to complete the tasks was shortened. This in itself is completely unfair in my view. And that is part of the reason why I wanted to get the word out about today's show. That's not my job. Many times we're going to be asked to do more. In fact, I've told you do more with less. That may include less resources and less time, but there's a limit to what we can physically do. And so if you need to have that delicate, respectful conversation with your leadership team or management and talk to them about your concerns. I realize if there's not enough staff there, it's going to be a difficult conversation because the work needs to get done. You have the customer base, you have the work product that needs to go out, whatever it is the service needs to be performed. But each of us can only do so much in such a period of time. So with that said, I hope When to Say That's Not My Job helped you kind of process through your day's events, your work log, your job skills, to see if they're being applied appropriately, and that you're not being asked to do too much. For each of us, that is our own decision to make to have that discussion with our management. But the key message I'd like to share with you today is that you should have it in a respectful tone, a respectful, positive environment, if at all possible, and try to do it off of the you know rush hour, off of the busy time of your job so that you can focus on this one-on-one with your leadership team or your manager. I hope today's show helped you see a different side of things and contrast to episode 27, That's Not My Job, Close-Minded Thinking, because after all, it's been several years and now we're getting through into the post-COVID world where things are different. Some companies are struggling to hire, and those that have hired are pushing their employees seemingly to the limit, as given in at least one example today. God bless you. I'm Craig Ansell, your host. Here's to another episode closing for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're on social media at Craig Ansell, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Have a blessed day. We'll talk next week. See ya.